This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. My name is Logan, and none of that matters because Charlotte FC won a football game. I am. I, I, I am. I, I am. And here to be with me in this very exciting moment is Josh. Hello, Josh. Hello. We all are. We, we are. And here to be with us for this very exciting moment from across the pond is Ewan. Hello, Ewan. Hello. Happy to be here. Guys, Charlotte FC won a football match at home at, at the bank in front of the it? fans. Look at uh, us now. Look at us. Look at me now. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely I uh, it's, it's nuts that football can do us do this to us. I am ecstatic right now. I'm through the roof for a one nil win that we ground out. I, I, I'm going to come right out and say it. I don't know that I have ever been happy to watch Jose Mourinho football for that second half. Uh, Josh, would you say that's a fair statement? Why do we have to bring that name into this? We're having a good time. We don't need to bring the chosen one in. <laughs> we, we don't. We, we don't need Mourinho in this. Um, and genuinely, it, it's amazing what this this game does to us. What it does to us as fans and as supporters and as analysts. I, I will go ahead and come out and say it. If you have never listened to a Wednesday podcast and you only listen to the post reacts, the next Wednesday podcast is going to be bonkers. Because basically everything that Charlotte FC has been doing, uh, we crumpled up into a ball of paper and we threw it away and we went back to basics. And oh my gosh, was it effective? I think there's going to be a lot of talk about how potentially Columbus played into that and gave us the ability to do it. But uh, tonight, uh, you know, you and I'm going to ask this question right out front to you. I feel like we were the better team in the first half. I feel like we outplayed them in the first half and we got our goal there. Is that fair? Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. I mean, in terms of saying who plays better in a game, you can say, oh, this team, you know, executed the plan better, which you could argue in the second half we did compared to them. Um, but yeah. Obviously, they had more possession, probably more chances on balance. But in the first half, outplayed them. We were the better yeah. team. You would have thought that we were the team going in in the form Columbus had been in so far, and they were the team struggling for points and wins like like you know we came into the game so yeah first half no doubt no doubt yeah and in the second half josh uh, i'm gonna go to you to this one you and already mm -hmm. sort of hinted at it but we came out with a plan and we executed the plan would you say that's fair i would i think it's what latanzio probably envisioned a little bit after we went up uh 2-1 last week um but you know they they were compact that second half at times <laughs> um and I, oh go ahead. yeah <laughs> i have all sorts of thoughts some of them are even good which is just saying something i mean uh the the atmosphere inside the bank today was nuts at full time it was so clear to see how much these fans love this team and how much it matters to them to us right like it yeah it uh, we are not although sometimes we sit separate from the the general fan base we are not uh, removed from this feeling. And you could see it across, in, no matter what section you looked at, the joy, the happiness, the spark that this game gives to people. And for a team that has been somewhat devoid of that spark, and for three podcasters on this pod who have been somewhat devoid of that spark for a little <laughs> while now, so, so, so great to to see three points come out. Um, I This is a day for celebration. 
you guys, uh, I'll ask Josh, do you feel like we can get two car or two crowns a piece? That would be six crowns total. I think so. I, I think we can do it. We might have to get a little bit creative, but it's, <laughs> it's a day for creativity. Let's um, go ahead and jump into the slew of crowns. And let's go to Ewan for one that I think Ewan has earned for his many, many years of service. Ewan, do you want to give us your first crown? <laughs> well, yeah, anyone who speaks about Charlotte FC with me will know that I'm a big Carol Svidersky fan. Um, he is a polarizing figure, obviously. Um, I think everyone kind of agrees that there's a base level of talent there with him, but you know, it's always a case of how does he fit into a side? You know, is he consistent enough? He has, you know, people don't like the way he acts on the on the pitch sometimes. But today's one of those games where he kind of shows why the people who believe in him believe in him because he's just able to do things that we don't have any other players that are able to do what he can do, whether it's kind of early build-up play, whether it's... I mean, the obvious point is his goal, which even some people who believe in him maybe didn't think he had that on his right foot, maybe on his left foot, but <laughs> on his right foot, maybe maybe that even surprised someone like me. But yeah, that was um, that was a game where you you look at what he did and you think, yeah, he makes sense in this setup. I'm sure we'll talk more about how kind of we changed the team today, kind of the setup and what we were doing, but if it's almost a case of this team is worth tinkering a little bit and it's worth Latanzio tinkering a little bit of what his ideal style would be to suit Svidersky because he's that good. He deserves for a system to be built more around him. And yeah, today I, he was absolutely awesome. The goal, obviously, that little spin in kind of early build-up and that pass, mm. which was like a yard or two away from being right where Capetti could have wanted it. And then if he scores that goal, it's a, it's, you know, a goal of the season contender. It's two goal of the season contenders in one game with Swiderski playing a major role in both. But yeah, he was, he was awesome today. He, you know, the, like you say, we can give out a load of crowns today, but yeah, he, him scoring the winning goal, being great throughout doing all the things that make me believe in him so much. Yeah. It was really, really good to see. Yeah, I, I'm going to hop in here and then I'll give it over to Josh. I'm going to try and leave some meat on this bone for Josh to get to. But <clears throat> uh, I feel like this is right for me to point out because time and time and time again, I have been saying, what is the weakness of Karol Swiderski? He can't shoot first time, no matter how much space he has. And he literally does not have a right foot. His right foot is entirely for planting so he can shoot with his left. And I believe I put it into the chat when that happened that a one-timed top corner shot off of his right foot absolute beauty was the equivalent of finding a unicorn like I, I i am shocked i have seen him working on this in practice you know if you watch them warm up you can see it looks like latanzio has had him actively working on his right foot but for it to come off like that right there's like oh i one time a right foot shot that's a pretty decent hit and it happens to find its way into the back of the net and then there's that. Like, that is a confidence builder. That is a dagger to the other team. Uh, that is the sort of thing that the other team will have scouted Karol Swiderski and say, if he just did that with his right, we better not let him get to his left, right? That's such a momentum builder for you as a player, for, for the team, and it's such a momentum killer for the other team. So 
I think there's a lot more to talk about, but just just that shot alone for me, I don't know that it erases all the other stuff. You know, I don't know that it says, yes, he can now take balls one time. I think we see later on in the match that he does still struggle with that on occasion. Uh, but it was such a good moment. It was such a moment that I think Charlotte FC needed. It was such a moment that I think he needed. And it was a moment that you that will live with fans for a long time. So all, all the ups, all the ups, Josh. Yeah, I, I think I, I fall somewhere in between you and you and on on Swiderski. Um, I, I think I've always been pro Carol, but I don't know that I've ever been as high as you and I've definitely never been as low as you. What I will say is there is a clip that the official Charlotte FC Twitter account put out of Carol's sort of celebration and his reaction after the goal. And I'm drawn to players, for better or worse, like Carol Swiderski, who have that kind of passion and that kind of drive. Um, and I think that is the only thing I will say is that reaction that he has is the reason why I will probably always root for him while he has a Charlotte shirt on, because I don't I don't doubt that he would have that reaction no matter what shirt he's wearing. But, you know, that that's sort of what makes him who he is, is that he, once he hits that pitch, he's going to play his heart out for you. And I can yep. always get behind a player like that. I think that's a great shout out because you go back to the, to one of the things we've been talking about him for ages now is you will never find anybody who works harder. And, you know, that reaction you're talking about to show that not only will he work hard, but what it means to him to be successful in this shirt. Uh, I, I'm, I'm glad you called it out because I would have been sad if I thought about it later and we didn't get it on the mic. Um, let's jump ahead. I, I think that we will continue to heap praise on Carol on Wednesday. If you want to hear more Carol pl- praise, please join us on Wednesday. Um, let's go ahead. Josh, do you want to pick your first crown? Sure. Um, so my first crown is going to go to Enzo Capetti. Um, I, I have been pro Enzo, I think from fairly early on in the season. And I know he's another divisive figure on this team. Um, People either sort of love him or hate him, it seems. And I think a lot of that has to do with his quote unquote antics. Regardless of that, what I will say is that this is a guy who is learning a new language, coming to a new country and learning a new league. And we are only nine games into it. And this was by far his best game. But I think it showed everything that you can expect from Enzo Capetti. I thought his hold up play was elite. I thought he was bullying guys. I thought he should have gotten a lot more calls than he did. They grabbed him, held on to him, um, and I thought his passing was was pretty good. There was a few loose parts, but there was a couple balls that were just really well placed. I know he didn't really necessarily have any kind of shot that really stands out, and you kind of want to see that as the next step as our striker. But as an overall game and sort of just allowing Carroll to run off of him, allowing Usuiak to get into space, um, I just thought the tremendous game, and I think that this is a game that he can build upon in this league as he learns it. Because I think that there's, I think his his name, his nickname is like the tank, right? And I'm not going to try to say it in Spanish because I don't want to butcher it. Um, but I think you can see that is that he has real ability to just bully people in this league, um, and and it was a really good game from him. I thought. Yeah, it's an amazing shout out. Um... I, I personally think it's his best game in a Charlotte FC shirt. Again, he didn't score. Mm-hmm. I still think it's his best game. 
he was dropping deep, you know, uh, objectively we played a four, four, two today, but there were a lot of times that it was a four, four, one, one. And both him and Swiderski were dropping really deep and low, not sort of into the 10 position, almost down into like a six position. But he, a number of times dropped into that super low position to help the team break out from the back. And all of that, that uh, ability that he has to be strong on the ball and hold it and just be untouchable when he's holding someone off, he just used it right above our box in the middle of the field. And in this sort of aha moment that I had, no one could take the ball from him. Same thing he does up the pitch, just, you know, more in our buildup. No one could take the ball from him. And then instead of him having to hold it for 20 minutes so everyone could flow up the pitch, people were already flowing around him because of, of where he had dropped down to to help receive. And it allowed us to get out of pressure. I mean, three or four times that I would have said, no one else on the pitch can do that but him. No one else. Maybe, maybe Derek Jones on a good day. Um, but he has that that sight in order to move the ball forward and in order to to make that quick flick. And when there are people flowing up the pitch around him, not when he has to stand alone surrounded by four defenders with no one helping him, it's a really beautiful thing to watch. I I am in one match, I'm coming around to his skill set and you know, I am one of the people who might be a little bit more down on Enzo Capetti. Not that I have ever gone to the point of thinking he's not good enough or he needs to be moved on, but I was starting to have questions. That's a lot of questions answered. Now let's see if we can get him into that final final piece. You and thoughts on Capetti? Yeah, it was an interesting one with uh, him today, just kind of in a bigger picture, because when we signed him, it was almost like, I mean, you speak to different people, you get different kind of opinions on the guy of what he's going to be. But there was kind of a general sense that he was going to be, it was going to be, oh, he's a you know great poacher, he's a versatile finisher, right foot, left foot, he can use his head as well, good in the air, but might not bring a, might not bring a lot else to the team. And today kind of, you know, debunked that because <laughs> he didn't score. I don't think he ever got too close to scoring at any stage. And yet, like you say, his best game for the club by far. So it's it's interesting that he kind of showed so much more to his game. I mean, we'd seen it before in earlier kind of games of the season, but never in such a complete way like that. Um, completely agree with him getting a crown. He was, yeah, he was incredible. And I think it's, um, yeah, only two goals for him so far on the season, but I think that'll improve, um, obviously, on the face of it for a uh, Big signing number nine, that doesn't seem great. But there's so much more to his game. And yeah, I think the goals will come as uh, as we keep going through the season. But it was really good to see his all-round game, uh, him show that off in that game tonight. Yeah, I, I think it's absolutely worth crowning him. I'm going to move along from my first crown. And uh, I think that it's not a surprise to anybody. There's been a lot of talk about the fact that if you play a front two, you get the chance to bring out the best in both Carol Swiderski and... In Enzo Capetti, they've both gotten crowns in a day that we played a front two. Uh, but I want to talk about some people who kind of got the shaft of the workload here. Uh, they really, really got asked to cover a lot of space and to 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 go off and really run hard. And I'm going to start with uh, I'm going to do Kamil, although I think his mirror on the other side also deserves a crown. Uh, I'm going to do Kamil Yushriak. 
and this guy is turning into a player. I mean, he may have always been a player, but we have a player on our hands, boys. This this guy is good. He is bursty. He had his fullback on toast the entire game, and he was in a position in this sort of four four two play where he had that whole wing he had to maneuver through. I mean, I don't think it is a a surprise to anyone that Kerwin and Kamil uh, get subbed out of this game, not because they played poorly, but because they were just gassed. Uh, they were... He, oh, I'm, I'm going to focus right now on Kamil Yuzhviak. Um Kamil was one of the first people up high-pressing when, when the signal was go-press. He was the first person bombing back in order to support the defense and support the buildup. When he felt like the game needed to be moved to the inside, he moved to the inside to support the midfielders. When he felt like there were options to the outside, he, he widened the space. He, he made himself available for the long ball over the top and out wide. And he took it down and just caused havoc and chaos. Uh, I believe it is his ball into uh, Karol Swiderski. Uh, Josh, it is was he the one that hit the mm-hmm. assist? Yeah, he yes. gets an assist for that. Um, he is playing out of his mind. He's he is a player, and not only that. Today, I, I want to give him the crown because he not only played like somebody who was just absolutely dominant at his role. He was doing a role and a half and looked dominant at all of it. And there is no faster way to earn a crown from me than to go out there and do the water carrying and then go beat the crap out of your man. So well done, Kamal Yuzriak. Uh, you in thoughts on Kamal? Yeah, I think the role and a half point that you mentioned there is is important when talking about his performance today because obviously he kind of split the game in half, like what are you doing on ball, what are you doing off ball? His off ball responsibility today, he had a lot of you know, in their early build-up, he had to tuck in really far inside. We were trying to play really narrow uh, in our press because they want to play narrow in build-up. So we were trying to stifle that. And he comes, you know, he comes really far inside off the ball. But on the ball, he was our out ball to like, you know, the byline, like wide. So it's like, okay, off the ball, we want you really narrow. But on the ball, we want you really wide. So it's it's a it's a tough ask. And... I mean, even if he didn't have an assist, even if he didn't show too much in terms of on the ball going forward, just to fulfill those two roles would have been massive for us today. But the fact that he was able to do that and also come up with an assist and just generally be a nuisance uh, down that right side, he, I mean, this this might just be the, the product of him getting a couple goals and now playing with some confidence. It, it this, is the, this is the guy we've been waiting for. Um, yeah, he was, again, like, like, with, uh, like with Swiderski, like with Capetti. He is. He's been a big signing, um, and we're finally kind of seeing why we paid a lot of money for him. Because this is the guy. This is the guy who we signed. Basically, last season he was kind of making his way in. He was playing on the right. He was playing on the left. He was in the team. He was out the team. Now we're getting the guy who we signed last season. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's a ton left on this one, Josh. Any any meat on this one for you left? I was just going to say that I think it's easy to forget how relatively young Camille still is. Happy birthday, by the way. Um, but last year he had three goal involvements. This year he already has four. 
And yeah. I, I just, this is, a, this is the guy who we talked about a lot at the end of last year. He seemed to be coming into his own. And I think that that has continued into this year. And that's what we see. Um, I was really happy to see him get an assist. Um, I think he's been arguably our best player so far this year. Um, so it, it's just been really good to see from him. Yeah. And that doesn't count the number of times that he's put himself in really good positions to add more to his tally. Uh, I am gonna I'm gonna step ahead and I'm gonna take another crown. We'll just do this in the the sort of reverse order here, leaving you in with the really hard decision. Um, he's English and inherently knows football better than all of us, so he gets the hard job. <laughs> I am going to I'm gonna you know what I'm gonna go to his mirror. No, I'm not gonna go to his mirror. There's so many people I want to crown right now. I'm gonna crown a deals in Melanda, and. Mm. I'm going to crown Adilson Melanda because I saw the Adilson I know is in there today. And there have been some games in a row where I think that the responsibilities that have been left on Adilson have been too great. And I don't mean that as a slight to Adilson Melanda. I mean, they have been looking at, you know, a, a Superman defender who's really, really young and expecting him to play like a Superman defender who's been doing it and is now 28 and has, you know, every piece of experience and every, this guy is an incredible asset to Charlotte FC. He is so good. And today we saw him working in a tight defensive line. And uh, I'll be really, really honest with you. Today, it looked like he had been given the clear responsibility that the line was his to set and people were supposed to listen to him. And the number of times you have heard me say on this podcast, I don't know who was supposed to be setting the line. Today, I know who it was. Today, it was supposed to be a tight line. It was supposed to be a compact, you know, whether it was the four in the back or whether one had gone wide and they split to a back three. It was Adilson Melanda's line. He ran it. He ran it tight. He kept the uh, the back line in touch with the midfield line, which is so important in football. Uh, we could do a whole podcast on why it's important to not lose touch with your midfield line. He ran the show. When pressure came on, he was the one that drew defenders on and stepped by the pressure. He did everything today that reminds me of why this guy is an incredible defender and is full of talent. And I am so happy to see him show it and not for it to get buried in us giving him too much weight. Crown for Adilson Melanda. Josh, thoughts on Melanda? Yeah, I, I thought that this was the Adilson we saw last year. I thought it was by far his best game. Um, there was one moment, I can't remember exactly when it was in the game, when Tuiloma goes to ground, the ball sort of comes off of Derek Jones's foot, or, or it's a deflection off of Derek Jones, and my like stomach drops because it looks to me like it's going to go right into a path of a Columbus player. And all of a sudden, Adilson Milanda just shows up and clears the ball. Uh, I thought he was tremendous. This is the guy who we were all worried about was going to be gone before it was, you know, we even knew him that well because he was so good. And um, I hope that this is a sign of things to come. I have been worried about a little bit of an injury with him. Um, I do think it helps that I don't know that Columbus were as threatening as some of our other games have been. Um, but he was he was very good tonight, and it was very good to see. Ewan? Yeah, I thought it was really impressive. Um, it, it's one of those games, I mean, in 
a larger sense, the game played to a lot of our strengths, but I think it played to his strengths as well. The way the game set out, the game state, the fact that we scored when we did, the way we were able to, uh, to defend, the way we did in the second half, uh, the way we played on the ball as well. Uh, Melander's build-up hasn't been his strongest part, hasn't been the strongest part of his game so far this season. Kind of that tight build-up when you're sort of relating with the midfield and everything like that. We kind of bypassed that today. So that was something where, you know, he kind of, got to take a break from the stresses of dealing with that and was able to just defend for the most part. And he showed how good he is at it. And that second half, you know, he's just putting out fires all over the place because we're defending so deep <laughs> at stages. So, yeah, he. Um, it's obviously we were really excited from coming into the season. It's not gone as well as a lot of people hoped, but he was great tonight. Uh, let's move on, Josh, your second crown of night. Yeah, so my second crown, I think, has to go to uh, the video assistant referee. Um, it's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm kind of fine with it. This is That is what, in my opinion, that's what VAR is supposed to be. I mean, yeah. it helps that it it, it does a great would, job for Charlotte FC. But I would um, just say quickly, that is a joke. Uh, but do not look at the screen cap that uh, Apple showed. That is a bad production thing. Um, my real crown is going to go to Brent Bronico. And this is going to sound kind of silly, but the reason I'm giving the crown to Brent Bronico is the only times when I noticed him was when I felt like I needed to see him. When it was a loose ball that he was running to get when it was recycling the ball, when it was getting a tackle in. I thought this was also, you spoke about, you know, this was sort of the Melanda that we wanted to see. I thought that this was first half, first three quarters of last year, Brent Bronico that we saw. I didn't really notice him, but I, I view that kind of as a, um, a really positive thing. Because for me, when our team is going really well, you don't see Brant except for a few moments of the game when he pops up where you where you want someone to be. And otherwise, he's just doing sort of the dirty work. Um, and I just, I really enjoyed that of not sort of noticing him until he was needed and then him going back into the, into the background. He's a player who I think does a lot of things well, but I'm not sure he does anything, um, you know, A, A plus. And so I think sort of taking a little bit of that burden off of him. I think Swiderski, I think Capetti, I think Yuzhwiak, I think they all took some of that um, attacking burden off of him and allowed him to just be who he is, which is an all-arounder who helps the team when it's needed. Um, and it was good to see from him because I, I don't think that the year has gone great for him so far, but I thought that this was a really good game. I, I have lots of thoughts on this, and so I'm going to hold off on them and let you and get in before I go nuts. Yeah, Bron I think Bronico today, it's a similar case as with uh, Josviak, where his role was just incredibly diverse. <laughs> Off the ball, he was like pressing at the front um, alongside with Capetti and, and Svidersky. He was right up there with the uh, deepest midfielder uh, for, for Columbus. And then when we're on ball, he's having to drop a lot deeper to accommodate for you know the two wide players and, and the two up front. So it's just there's a lot there's a lot that goes into his role. And again, like you say, it's almost strange to say that with a central midfielder, you don't want you know you want them just popping up uh, at times when you want to see them. But that's exactly what his role had to be today. And yeah, I thought he played it really really well. Yeah, my, my statement here is going to be, I saw all of the drive and all of the fight and all the spirit I want to see out of Brant Bronico, but today I saw it in Brant Bronico's positions. 
Today, I didn't see it bombing up the right wing. Today, I didn't see it running crazy cross lines up to the left attacking corner. Today, Brant Bronico played what Brant Bronico was supposed to do. He stayed in his position. He stayed in his lane. And he absolutely ran the show in midfield. He was a he was one of those sort of bombing forward people that provided a potential out ball for uh, either Carroll or uh, Enzo Capetti, who had dropped deep. He supported the defense well. I think one of the best things he did today was support the defense. Uh, the way in which he held his shape, which he marshaled that second line, he he gave support and easy access for DJ. When DJ stepped up and did DJ things, Brant Bronico was the one three yards away from him going, I got you, DJ. I have an easy ball for you to get rid of this. Uh, he was in all of the places I want Brant Bronico, working his butt off. And I, I love to see it. Really, really, really good from him. You and you have the hard job. You have the sixth crown. What are you going to do with it? <laughs> I mean, I was going to ask, I know on, on the Wednesday show, there'll be some tactics stuff and talking about the game. I feel like it's important to mention Latanzio now, even if he's not the crown, but we can, we, you know, we can maybe go into it now and talk give, about that potentially, give, or we can leave it, uh, give it for Give him the crown, give it, give it to him. Cause I almost <laughs> did. Yeah. Well, that, I feel like that's almost part of what we've said where we can, you know, so many players could have got a crown tonight. Ultimately, it's probably fair to say that the head coach must have done something right for that to be the case. Um, and it's funny because, um, you know, he gets, he's obviously been under a lot of pressure this season. People talk about, you know, in-game, his adjustments, his substitutions. This was all, this is almost a crown for Latanzio Monday through Friday, as much as it is Saturday, because the game plan that we came out with, I think was pretty much perfect. I think, we took what they want to do on the ball and we stifled it. We did exactly what we should have done and we made them, you know, either do things that they didn't want to do or that be the only option for them and them still stick really strictly to what they want to do and it not work out and us get the ball. And also the things that we did with the ball, people talk about Latanzio, you know, he wants possession, he wants build up, you know, he wants to play through the midfield potentially swallowed his pride a little bit and said, the best way to attack this team, high line, get the ball long in behind to these wingers. And yep. that's how we scored our first goal. It's It was just a perfect job of saying, what do they want to do? Well, let's do this to make sure they can't do it. And how can we get at them when we have the ball? Let's just do that. Regardless of what our ideals are, what our plan is you know, that we ideally want to set out to do, this is the best way that we can attack them. So let's do it. I thought it was perfect. And I thought it was a perfect plan as well as executing. Um, well, a perfect plan in terms of executing that perfectly. And then through the game, managing the substitutions, managing the game, not going too defensive too early. I thought it was a perfect job from him. So yeah, give a, uh, give a crown to Latanzio who I think will appreciate it <laughs> given the way it's been the uh, last few weeks with uh, the general thoughts on him. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm going to pass this off to Josh and I'll, I'll finish up on Latanzio. Josh, thoughts? Yeah, I, I think it's important to, to really remember that Columbus came in having scored 18, the second most in the entire league. Um, we just shut that team out. 
And yes, they're on the road. Yes, there's the very close bar decision. Um, but really, when you look at it, no matter who you're looking at as far as XG goes, they don't have a lot of XG. Neither team really did. We stifled one of the best attacking teams in the league so far this year. One that has every chance of being one of the best for the entire year. This is a team that puts six past Atlanta, um, who is another really good team. And while not everything went perfectly, and while you can quibble about going to a back five or who you took off, the fact of the matter is if we're going to have issues with Latanzio when things go poorly, you have to also give credit when things go well. And we just shut out a team who scores goals in bunches, and that cannot be. Yeah, um, my... My agreeing with slash wanting to give a crown to Kirsten Lazanzio comes from the fact that I have a whole sheet of paper that just has mad scribbles about all of the genius tactical moves that happened in this game that were all back to basics. 4-4-2, Adilson Milanda runs the line. He clearly is given the ability to run the line. He's told, it seems like everyone else was told, listen to this guy or get off my pitch. When we, when we have one of my previous questions about what I wanted to see that this team could do was put up a solid functioning defense. And we went into the next game uh, against the Colorado Rapids, and we did not really have a solid functioning defense. Today, we had a solid functioning defense. Today, we had a plan. Today, people knew what their roles were. Today, we gave people the opportunity to shine where they have the ability to shine. We let wingers run at fullbacks. We gave uh, strikers people to play off of and go create threat. We gave our defenders the ability to play in spaces that made them look good. We kept our defense tight. We spread the ball when we needed to. There were a lot of really, really good back-to-basics. This is how you win football games about what happened in here. And like I said, I just have literally mad scribbles all over the sheet in front of me that uh, uh, just one after another moments of my going uh, down to down to Carol Swiderski's top of the box defensive positioning, cutting out the danger spot where we have been getting long shots put in on us. There was just a lot of stuff today that made sense. And yes, there's a bit of luck that all of the tactics worked because the other team gets to do tactics too. But you still have to credit the guy who came out and and clearly gave us some let's get back to fundam- fundamentals tactics and then executed them so, so well. Uh, really, really, really big ups. I love it. Um, let's go. Let's go to Josh. Josh, do you want to start with your your thoughts to take us home? Um, yeah, I mean, I. If I were a betting man, and I say this often, I would have lost a lot of money. Um, I, <laughs> I, I just, I really did not see a scenario where this team was going to beat Columbus. Um, if you had told me that this team was going to beat Columbus one nothing, I would have laughed at you and said, you need to get an Uber home because you are drunk. Um, and it's just really exciting. This was a this was a fun game, and and it's weird to say that because in some ways it was a little boring. There weren't a ton of chances, but 
it was fun in the sense that this team looked like a team. There weren't these silly mistakes. There weren't bad passes. There weren't all this just um, JV type of stuff going on. And that was fun to see. And so I really hope and I'm praying that this is a sign of things to come, that it's not one-off and that this is something that the, these guys are going to build off moving forward. All right, you and final thoughts? Yeah, I mean, similarly to uh, to bounce off what you guys are saying in terms of things just making a lot more sense with the team now, um, there was a moment today where Carol Swiderski had the ball on the right, and I think any time he has the ball on the right, it's going to have flashbacks of that moment against Atlanta where I think it was Taylor Twelman on commentary said, um, you know, this just this isn't going to work. <laughs> There's no threat to the byline. You know, he's going to cut inside, et cetera, et cetera. And it just was a symptom of a team that was broken. And there was a moment today where Carol Swinerski has the ball on the right, but he's got the ball on the right because he's drifted over from a central spot. And Josviak overlaps him and creates that threat to the byline. And Swinerski can play that ball into him or cut inside onto his stronger left foot. And I think what came of that, I think we maybe would a corner from that. Um, and it was only a small thing, but it just kind of spoke to me as this is a team that's starting to make sense, like you guys are alluding to. It just feels like this is coming together, and it's taken longer than I think most people would have thought for it to come together. But it feels like tonight we might have fa- we might have found something, as it's like, okay, this is these are our best players, and this is the best way to play them. Which <laughs> is, I mean, once you've found that. That's, you know, not the sky's the limit, but you're reaching the potential of what your squad has when you can do that. Get the best players and make them work together, make it make sense. So I think this is a really good result, obviously. But even beyond that, this isn't just kind of a smash and grab 1-0. I think there was a lot to take from this, which makes you feel really positive going forward. Yeah, Um it's so positive that even had that last goal gone in, I still felt positive about the team. Um, I'll be honest, the VAR saves us. Well, uh, I think my final thoughts are going to be a well-run... He was off. Um, But a well-run defensive line saves us. We have not had a stable defensive line. We have had a scattered, broken defensive line all the way back to the beginning of this season. It is... uh, it's a story piece that it is a perfectly held, well-organized defensive line that plays that man off sides. And VAR correctly shows that he's off sides when the pass goes and the goal is chalked off. It is, it is back to basics. It's good defending and it's a well-run defensive line that saves Charlotte FC heartbreak tonight. And I am so glad to be saying that into a microphone instead of, well, if this guy wasn't six yards back of the rest of the defensive line, they wouldn't be on sides. Uh, so it is, it's a great change in every direction. It's great to give out all of these crowns. It's great to celebrate a win. Uh, if you are out there tonight having a good time, live it up, drink your drinks, go party, enjoy the beautiful night in Charlotte. And as ever, if you have decided to spend your time with us, we love you. Uh, if you want to find us online, you can reach out to us on Instagram at the underscore crown underscore cast on Twitter at the underscore crown cast. And if you want to read all of the awesome stuff that goes on in the blog, you can find us at crowncast.net. 
with that, I'm going to let you all go enjoy yourselves. I'm going to let you all go celebrate. And we will talk to you again when we break all of this down on Wednesday. Goodbye. QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com. Network.com.